When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside my brother Chris, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to Raycon and DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsors of this episode of this podcast and all of THPN. James is not here with us tonight. He is he ditched us for a girl. Thanks a lot, Samantha. Chris. And we are stuck without a third person for our podcast, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I don't know how we would ever do this podcast without a third person. I don't I don't know if it's possible. I, now I know you say that sarcastically, but like but like for for real now, ever since he's joined in, it's it feels weird. When, it does when feel weird now. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it's gotten to that point to where it's just like it's just weird when, that he's not here. It's awkward. It's awkward. Like middle school puberty phase. Awkward. So more, yeah, too deep. <laughs> well, anyways, how was your week? Uh, it's been decent, I guess. I don't know. Still doing how's, okay. With- how's your week? Uh, well, uh, mine's a little bit more of a soapbox for this week. Oh yeah, Ryan actually thing. had to start working. Wow, he has to oh, work sh- now. Oh, don't you? Oh, oh, oh. you know, you know, I clipped that that little part and send it to all the teachers around the world, and send you will be him. like, vilified. send it to them. Cry about your hundred <laughs> vacation days. Cry about them. We don't get paid for those days. Oh, That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, Brandon, I'm just going to mention it. Yes, Matt Dumba did go to Arizona. He signed for like $4 million, 3.9, I think. So, anyways, that's random. Right. But what else? Anyway. who else were so, places? I, I well, actually know that well, 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 out of our list. Sorry, let's yeah, go to the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I have, I have a list. very structured list that I came list. up with over the course of a week and I didn't do like an hour before the podcast. But, um, anyways, before we get into that, uh, so I've, I've already talked about it. 
we went to this four day week thing and dude, it is rough. Like I knew the first day would kind of be okay because the kids would be like, Oh, it's the first day of school and we're sort of kind of going to behave ourselves. But, and I knew that second day was going to be really bad. And Oh my goodness. I was so tired after that second day. And with these four day weeks where we're not going to school on Fridays, we're going from 7:45 to 4:10 and that sucks. But what's even worse about it is that, you know, the last period of the day is middle school bands from 3:15 to 4:10 and I have 110 7th yeah. and 8th graders that are in that I'm, class. I'm not sitting still. <laughs> exactly, right? If I I don't even expect myself to sit still if I was in that class. And somehow I'm supposed to get all of these 100 110 plus kids to play together and actually make music and play sounds and with metal and plastic and all sorts of stuff. So I don't know how I do it, but I've done it the last three days. I got another teacher joke locked and loaded. So if you don't want right. to hear it, you better mute it now. Okay, uh, here Ryan we go. We're planning about another it. vacation day every week. The next vacation day. Oh no. Right, okay. Now, now for from the rest of the teachers in our district, yes, they get that Friday off, okay? But I'm a band director. I don't get it off. Like, we have our pep rallies on Friday, and then we also have the football games on Friday. Like, every single Friday. You get paid so, more than the other teachers, too. We do what? Don't you get paid more than the other teachers? Un poquito. Like, a little bit. Un poquito. Bit. That's Un not poquito. much. Okay, well, you get paid more than I do, and I've been teaching for nine years. So that's that's <laughs> sad. job, but I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, anyways, uh, enough with the life stuff. We caught you up on that, basically, the week that was for the Chambers kids. Uh, am I still allowed to call myself a kid? Nope. I'm 30. You're 30. You're an old man. Okay, I'm, a, I'm an old man. Old man yes, and yeah. boys. Uh, anyways... Let's get into uh, what we're going to talk about today. All right. So uh, there was actually quite a bit of stuff. Nothing gargantuan, but uh, Jim Nell's been busy just with non-player-like stuff for the most part. So uh, they made some changes to the hockey operations and sports performance staff and quite a bit. Like, oh, excuse me, quite a bit. It was like seven or eight different positions uh, with changes or new hires or whatever. Uh, there's some good news when it comes to season tickets or bad news, uh, however you look at it. And we also hired on top of all the hockey operations staff, the stars did end up hiring a new assistant coach, which is going to be kind of interesting. I don't know much about him, but we'll get into that in a little bit. How are the stars going to fix their overtime woes this season? We'll get into that a little bit. And then obviously the, the biggest news of the week just around the NHL is the fact that Eric Carlson is no longer a member of the San Jose Sharks. We'll talk about that and the fact that he is now in Pittsburgh and how that relates to the Dallas Stars. And then we will finally get into our Who Cares segment for the evening, which the person that is in the chat right now, I think she's still here. Brooke is the one that suggested it. So we're going to, it was a good suggestion. So I stole it. Well, I didn't steal it. She offered it up and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, and we we didn't have anything else planned. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. So uh, we did several months, and we pushed it off because it was such a good suggestion. Oh yeah, totally, hundred percent. Okay. So, but before we get into all of that, even guess whose birthday it is? It's Brett Hall's birthday today. Oh yeah, 
You totally knew that, didn't you? Somebody put up the 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 nipples picture. Someone put it. What? <laughs> when was that? That was like what five years ago? Twenty nineteen. When they won yeah, the cup, I think. Really? I think. Oh so. no! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because he was it with he was there for the St. Louis run. That's right. He was bearing his chest for everybody during that. Yeah. And he, so, I I don't think he was doing it sober either. I'd have to I'd have to guess. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way he was. Well, congratulations to him. I have no idea how old he was. I believe he was born in 64. So what does that make him? 49? I don't know math, dude. I don't sure. You're you're an architectural engineer. What do you mean you don't know math? Just count to four like 16 times. You're almost there. <laughs> well, I guess that counts. But anyways, thank you to uh, Brett Hall for your Stanley Cup winning goal back in 1999. Just a quick little side note there. Okay, so Stars made some significant hockey, hockey operations changes along with some changes on the sports performance staff. So let's get into that just a little bit. I'm just going to go through because there's quite a few. Uh, first things first, everybody, this is the worst kept secret. But uh, Ben Bishop is a player development coordinator. He's going to be based out of St. Louis now, which is kind of nice. He's in the central part of the, the continental United States. It'll give him opportunities to travel and uh, check up on Stars prospects around the North American region. Uh, Dr. Troy Van Beesen joins the team as the director of sports performance. Uh, Mike Donahue, I think I'm saying that right, is the head strength and conditioning coach. And Mike... Matthew Crawley is going to be working with him as the assistant strength and conditioning coach. Then you got Daniel Amonti, who is going to be joining them as the massage therapist. Uh, Patrick Dolan, who is taking uh, over for the recently departed uh, beloved video coach that we had. And uh, they also hired a new assistant uh, video coach on top of that. His name is Chris Demsuk. I think that's how you pronounce it, but I don't think that's right. Uh, then we have Dennis Sotart, uh, the head equipment manager. I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm sure that's something different. And then uh, Nick Lazar, who is going to be the assistant equipment manager. So lots of changes. Uh, lo people moving in, people moving out. Uh, ben Bishop actually able to work with the Dallas Stars organization now, now that his uh, contract with the Buffalo Sabres is finally over. So... <laughs> I mean, that's some significant changes in some really significant spots, uh, especially obviously with uh, the video coach and uh, the massage therapist. I mean, that's a big change. <laughs> I, I'm not I, I don't know about you, but that could be a big deal. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, we, then, we got some old men on this team, so we might yeah. need to grab another one. We hey, we're not, wait. we should we should get the one from uh, San Jose, you know? They kept Brett Burns going for all that time. I'm sure that I'm sure that they're great. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's how it works. Yeah, we should trade for him. Mm, we're gonna trade for a massage therapist. Yep, and a bag of pucks. <laughs> a bag right, of move pucks. Along. It's terrible. It's a bad <laughs> joke. Keep it going. Keep keep moving, Ryan. All right. Uh, here's a big thing that Chris really wanted to talk about that came out. Uh, this is interesting because they really publicized this, and depending on how you look at it, it could be good. It could be bad. The Stars have sold out their season tickets for the Lower Bowl and also for the Platinum Club. So, you again, you can be look at it one of two ways. 
really cool that the fact that the season tickets are sold out, that means that the team is being paid attention to by the DFW area. That's really cool. That means that the Stars are going to be a healthy club financially, and that's good for keeping hockey here in Texas. Now, the bad thing about that is that if uh, you didn't have any money for Stars tickets, you're really not going to have any more money for Stars tickets anymore. I can, only, I can only see the prices four tickets for the Dallas stars going up from here. So Chris, what, what did you, what do you Realist, think about the news there? Realistically, that is 99.999% a good thing. Yes. It's going to cost a little bit more to go to stars games, but the fact that there's that many people that are getting even season tickets, when you're getting season tickets, you're not just like, Oh yeah, I like the start. You're bought in. You are all in. That is super cool. Super awesome to see stars fans being able to do that and buy in all the way to the team. Um, I mean, nothing but pauses for me. And that, like you said as well, that just super drills in the longevity of this team as well. We've had really good attendance numbers when we've been good, and we are really capitalizing on it right now. We are getting, we are selling out from our season tickets even. So they're, they're, the organization is doing the right thing even on ticket sales, not just the, the team. So lo- love seeing the organization working the way it should. So who's to give credit for all the success that the stars had with this announcement? Is it Jim Nell? Is it Tom Gillardi? Is it just a mixture well, of a bunch of people? You just subverted my point, Ryan. My point was that, yes, the team has to be good to get this done, but you also need to have a good actual operation for selling tickets and customer service and all that kind of stuff. And it just shows that the stars have a good organization overall. It's It's not just one thing. It's, the whole organization, the business is good. Shout out to Brian Sweet from Blackout Dallas. I don't necessarily agree with him on this, but he did write an article arguing why that the Dallas Stars might be the the area's most popular team coming up here for the upcoming season. I don't think that's necessarily true with the Cowboys. That's kind of hard to, to say that. But, I mean, you can make an argument that you know, that there's going to be some really good excitement around this team more so than like around the Rangers who are doing pretty well. And then the Mavs are are doing okay. That I I still think they shouldn't have sucked it up the way they did at the end of the season. But I mean, I mean, this is, this is really good news for the stars. Would they be able, I I know that hockey is always going to be, you know, little brother to football. I mean, always, it's never going to change. But could you see maybe hockey eclipsing the Mavericks or maybe even the Rangers in uh, team popularity? What do you think? No. (laughs) Short answer. I agree. (laughs) It's just too much. Um, So, but we're really excited. That's the, it's mostly good news for, for Dallas Stars fans, for the team, for the club, and especially for Tom Gillardi's pocket. So good news there. Okay. This one was kind of out of left field for me with this this next one, Chris. So this next one was the Dallas Stars hired a new assistant coach, Misha Donskoff. So he is a he is a Russian coach. And what seems really interesting to me about this is the fact that I mean, we've got a good coaching staff already, right? We've got uh Pete DeBoer up at the top. We got Steve Spot, who who is an excellent uh, assistant, and same with uh, Nazardine as well. So why would they go out and and get this guy just to have a third assistant coach? 
Well, it all makes sense when you look at the connections that this guy has to the Vegas Golden Knights organization. Uh, so he actually won the cup with them last year, and he's been very successful in that organization. He was the one of the original guys that kind of helped scout around uh, Pro Scout for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he was there from the very beginning, and now he's joining the Dallas Stars as an assistant coach. Um, I don't know a lot about his background other than that, and he's been uh, very noticeable in like the international hockey community, but what does a signing like this kind of say to you, Chris? Yeah. Obviously, Pete wanted him. I mean, that's the only reason he really went and got him. And, and like you said, it's that connection that they had when they were in Vegas. And it's a good thing that we were able to get somebody who just came from a team that won the cup and they were still willing to come here. So he probably likes Pete DeBoer as well. So, I mean, it, anytime your head coach can get the people around him that he really wants, that that's a good thing. Okay, this is pure, pure speculation when I think about it here. But what it signifies to me is that there's still work to do, which is good. That's a good thing because as there's a lot of hype around this team right now as to, at the very least, being second in the division. At the very least. like there, There's even talks about us being top in the division over the uh, Colorado Avalanche. But what this kind of looks like to me is that we they have a significant uh, weakness in their game somewhere, and they believe this guy can come in and have the strength, a certain strength that can that can be pushed to this team. And maybe it is. Maybe it is getting them over the hump and into the Stanley Cup final because it's, it's a way different story when you've been in the Stanley Cup final and you've been there, you've seen what, it's take to, take, uh, what it takes to get there. So that's just what it says to me, that there's some weakness in the Stars game and they're looking to plug a hole in the bathtub and not let the water drain out. So I'm really excited. Uh, because that means that they've got even more resources to make this team even better. So, okay, moving on from that. Speaking of plugs that need to be kind of plugged up. Um, Wordsmith the, right there. Yeah, exactly. Wordsmith. <laughs> okay, I'm tired, okay? It's 10, it's 10.36 at night when we're recording this. Okay, what do the stars need to do to fix their overtime woes? Because at least with the regular se- well, actually, no, it was with the playoffs, too. With the regular season and the playoffs, they did not f- ever figure it out in overtime. And it seemed like the only way that they would win, for the most part, is if they would they would just blow out the team, the other team, their opponents. It'd be like 4-1, 5-2, 6-2, whatever. And especially at the beginning of the season, they did not have a very good record when it comes to one goal games and it got better as the season progressed, but is there anything glaring to you that the stars can do to kind of fix the overtime woes? Cause I have some thoughts. Uh, I think the big thing they need to do to fix the overtime woes is don't go to overtime. I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty simple one. Uh, don't get behind and try and come back. Just stay in the lead the whole time. I mean, that makes it a lot easier. Th- this team is definitely a cup contender. One of like the favorites going into this hockey season. Just don't, don't even make it close. Honestly. I mean, that's the easy answer. The other thing is don't think about it too much. I really think it was a monkey on the back situation that just could never get off. 
Because it's not like they didn't try different stuff. They tried pretty much everything. They tried the top guys going out there first. They tried the bottom guys going out there first. They tried controlling the puck. They tried attacking more aggressively. They tried playing super defensively and waiting for a wide opening. None of it worked. Nothing worked the entire time. So it's just a monkey off the back. Shake it off. The Stars' progression over the past few years has been good over time season, bad over time season, good over time season, bad over time season. So we're due for a good one. So hope, I guess, I don't know. Overtime was fixed right there. It, I, I think you said the, the icing on the cake right there is just don't go to overtime and don't get behind in games. I, I think one of the biggest things this team has to do out of the gate uh, to fix the overtime woes is just don't let it happen. That, that was going to yeah. be my first, my first thought well, about it. And still the biggest thing with the stars, even last season when they were so good is their inconsistency. I mean, you've seen teams that have been really good in the past who are super consistent. I think of like the Pittsburgh Penguins, Boston Bruins. They're very good, and there's their highs aren't crazy high, but their lows aren't low at all either. They're they play the same way, and they grind you down and wear you down as the game goes on. The Stars did not play that way at all last season. Very emotional, up and down. I mean, some of the craziest comebacks ever. That shows you the heart and soul of this team is f- fantastic. But you want to see that consistency come throughout too. You want to be able to go into tempe arizona and just roll over the team like you're supposed to because you're way better than them um so the just stay in the lead the whole time is kind of a stupid statement but that's kind of what i'm getting at is play more consistently and that goes i'll I'll say it again i've said it numerous times i keep jumping back to the whole vancouver thing like we we went zero and three against Vancouver and they didn't even make the playoffs. Like these are teams that you should beat. So I, again, I know this seems silly, but the Stars should be predictable this season. Like they're one of the best teams in the NHL. The teams that they should lose to are obviously like the ones at the top of the divisions: Vegas, uh, Edmonton. Well, honestly, like, th- this upcoming season, there's no team they should lose to. Well, they're, they're not going to go. The eight, they're not going to go eight and two and zero. They're not, they're, but there's no. And they're not going to have a sixty-win season. There's no team that they should lose to, though. If you lose, you did something wrong with the way this team is built. There are there are games where the team, the other team, is just better, and it, the yeah. Stars did everything they possibly did. And mm-hmm. that, and one one of one of the things that I did appreciate about last year is that, and uh, Jim Nell even said it better than I did, but it just seemed like they were always in every single game, like every single game they yeah. at least had a chance to win. And that's because well, of it, their fluctuation, really. Right. Because you and couldn't tell it, what was going to happen next. So that's part <laughs> of what made it so exciting. So, and, but what, and you, another keyword, and you took the words right out of my mouth, is just consistency. They just got to be able to rely on certain parts of their game that are going to get them over that hump. And if, if it's overtime and it's a specific skill set for some players, then they just need to do it. I, I also agree with you on the whole fact that I think it was just in our head because you know when our overtime record got better was at the trade deadline. It's because when Domi and Dadanoff c- came into the team and it was just new faces. They didn't have new. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, you know, new eyes and everything. And they played better. They did. They played a better in overtime. It wasn't great, but they played better. So I, I think with a, a couple of new faces this year, Craig Smith, some – Guys that are not as important, I think that Craig will Smith, help. Man, you can be my favorite player. I'm gonna get a Craig 20 Smith goal, jersey. 20 goal scorer, Craig Smith. 
We need Craig Smith jersey before the season starts. All right, what's next, Ryan? We're just rolling along with all this stuff tonight, aren't we? Okay. <laughs> New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus legal requirements for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Owl City or Lincoln Park or Nickelback, yes, I like Nickelback, on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some good guided meditation. I know that there's a lot of people that use the Raycons for listening to music, but I also use them for listening to podcasts. And of course, being the hockey nut that I am, I'm constantly listening to all sorts of hockey podcasts, especially Dallas Stars podcasts. Raycon earbuds are simply just the best way to listen to things. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. They've got 32 hours of battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time, and they just won't die. They also come with custom gel tips so that they'll fit in your ears the best, and of course, with my small ears, it works great. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really just can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Starcastic Remarks listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We're going to make this Carlson's trade about the Dallas Stars, okay? <laughs> All right. So... You hadn't heard you've been living under a rock for the last couple of days. Uh, Eric Carlson is now a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins in a three team trade. Wow, was this like a little crazy? Okay, so Pittsburgh received Eric Carlson 
and at $10 million. So San Jose did retain $1.5 million in their salary. Uh, Rem Pitlick from Montreal, uh, Dylan Hamilick from San Jose, and also a 2026 third-round draft pick from San Jose. So San Jose received a 2024 first-round draft pick. That's kind of like the big prize uh, for trading Carlson away. Uh, they also got uh, Michael Granlund from Pittsburgh and also Jan Ruda from Pittsburgh. So a little bit of depth goes the other way to San Jose. And then uh, they also got Mike Hoffman, who has had a couple of rough years in Montreal, but he heads to San Jose. And then uh, Montreal also received a second-round pick in 2025. Jeff Petrie, who also had some of his salary retained a little bit. I don't remember the exact amount, but it was, again, a little bit to make the money work. Um, and then they also received Casey DeSmith and uh, Nathan Laguerre from Pittsburgh as well. So. I mean, that, that's a lot of word vomit right there. A lot of different names. That's one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different assets between three teams and one trade. Yeah. And go, go look up so, a graphic for it or something, and it makes a lot more sense. That made yep. zero sense. <laughs> well, th- th- let's just say a lot of players moved. Eric Carlson is obviously the big one. A lot of nobody's moved. Eric Carlson's in Pittsburgh. San Jose got some stuff. Montreal got some stuff. We're done. pretty much now. The, let's make this about the Dallas Stars, though, because this was interesting. This just came out in the last couple of days from the Chris Johnston show. So for those of you who don't know who Chris Johnston is, he's a very big hockey insider. He's kind of up there with, like, Elliot Friedman and Kevin Weeks and some other guys. It, he believes that Jeff Petrie is not at his final destination for this offseason, that there's a possibility that Jeff Petrie could be traded to the Dallas Stars. And commence so, the annual Jeff Petrie to Dallas rumors. Exactly. And and it's been no secret over the course of the last several years that this is a player that Jim Nill has coveted. So what, what I wanted to talk about with this, Chris, is, it, I mean, is it the same kind of assets we're looking at if we go out and get Jeff Petrie? I don't, there's no way that it would be near as much as Eric Carlson was. So what needs to go the other way to make a Jeff Petrie trade work before we get into other stuff? So like what would be on the star's plate to give to Montreal? First of all, it doesn't really make sense because you'd have to give up one of the two people that we signed at the bottom of our roster um, that we signed just this off season, which would be weird um, just to make the cap work. And I don't think we would actually trade giving up anything. I think you would give it a draft pick and maybe a prospect that you don't even want anyway, because I, I don't see any reasonable way that you would trade an actual a- asset that could mature in any time in the next five years for Jeff Petrie, honestly. I mean, does it even make sense to have Jeff Petrie on this team? Yes, because our defense still sucks. <laughs> so yes, it makes sense. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it sucks. But would would it be an upgrade? For a cup contender, our defense sucks. Chris, we were third in goals against this in in the league this what, past season. What was the reason for that? Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't just uh, you know, Jake Ottinger. It was also it was, the fact that we scored a heck ton of goals and ended the games twenty minutes early too. That helped. <laughs> that that did help. You're right. If you look but, at the players on our roster, the only reason that we were third in goals against. 
is because we have Miro Haskinen and we have Jake Ottinger and they had a really good regular season. They both had their best regular seasons of their careers. And then the far. system, the system that Pete DeBoer had, he puts and in the place system too. that we the play forwards very, come back and help is very aggressive on the puck too. So I would say our blue line is definitely the weakest point of our team. You can at least admit that. So yes, Jeff Petrie would help. Um, but giving anything up for him would be a terrible decision because he's 35 years old. He doesn't score goals, doesn't score points. And he's, he's kind of like a worse version of Lindell. But he's a little bit bigger. I mean, I, I, I think or a better really, Hawkenpaw. How about that? Better Hawkenpaw. A better Hawkenpaw. But, but slightly. Yeah, but Hawkenpaw, honestly, for what he does, he's a bargain chip because Hawkenpaw makes a, a million and a half. Petrie makes like five million or something like that. It's ridiculous. So, I, I mean, is he? I would really have to look at the advanced analytics on this, but I just don't think he's that big of an upgrade over over some of the other players on the roster. So no, I don't think so either. But he is thirty five, and man, Jim no loves those guys. He just likes you know having tea with them. I think <laughs> not even necessarily putting them on the ice. He doesn't really care about that. He just wants to have a nice little crumpet and a nice spot of tea with those guys and just you do realize he's from canada right not from the uk uh yeah canada was owned forever by who britain yeah boom got him (laughs) rolled move right along no offense to our what else about eric carlson uh yeah uh kyle dubas who became somehow became the gm of the penguins just fleeced everybody apparently which is kind of insane thoughts on that I don't think he fleeced him because he he gave I mean he gave up a lot of assets. He what gave did he up, give up? Uh, I, the um, amount of assets that he gave up for a player that's thirty three years old and is not going to score a hundred points again. What did he give up? He gave up the backup goaltender, which that's still a significant part of your team. In Casey DeSmith, he gave up a third line uh, scoring center, Mikhail Granlin, cap dump, and he also gave up a first round pick and first a second round, round pick. pick. That's it. He gave up a first round pick and he so, got the Norris Trophy winner. He traded a first round pick for a Norris Trophy winner. And Jeff Petrie, who is still a top six. Ooh, he traded Jeff Petrie. No, he, he threw away Jeff Petrie's contract. He had to retra- he had to retain 25% of it to move him. Because he's Was bad. It really 25%? 25. Okay. So how much how much is that like money wise? Uh I don't know. What is what is Petrie's contract? I think it's a little over a million. Like how much they how much they retained? Yes, they're retaining twenty five percent of his contract. I don't know exactly what that is, but either way, Kyle Dubas dumped cap and got the Norris Trophy winner, and he traded away a first round pick, and that's it. Well, we all know that uh, that trade would have never happened for stars because Jim Nill doesn't like giving up his first round picks. He just traded his first round pick to Mills Lundquist. I think right now is the opportune time to trade away first round picks. Let's do it again. Why not? I just don't think Eric Carlson would have been. No, not on the stars. That was a, that would have no. been a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll just read you. Me- real quick. You remember that? You remember that time when you uh, said that the stars should trade Miro oh, Heiskanen yeah. for you Eric Carlson? Talk about that. I said we should trade Miro Heiskanen <laughs> for Eric Carlson. That was before Miro Heiskanen was in the league. I'll defend myself, but man, that has to be the dumbest take I've ever given in my life. No, you've given you've given away a lot more dumber takes than that. Oh no, that was the worst. <laughs> I said the Ducks were going to be good this year. That would have been that would have been something. Yeah, 
and instead now they're oh, well. What they were like, what? Back to the trade. The, the Sharks did nothing and have swamped themselves with some terrible contracts. Okay, um, but they but they got cap space. That was their biggest thing. Is they didn't and they didn't retain fifty percent on uh, Carlson's contract, which you know is they're gonna something they said they weren't going to do. Nothing. Nothing. They're going to keep it empty, and they're just going to suck for five years, and then maybe in eight years they might make a playoff. Nah, we'll see. Not, it's not going to be that bad. I want to bet on that one. No, they're I, not making the playoffs for five years. I am confident. not five years. I'll give it confident. three. Three more years five. from here. I'm Next positive. year, the year after, the year after that. I think it'll be three years, and then they'll be back in the playoffs in the fourth year. That's what I. And think. then, and then Montreal just gets some more bad contracts and a little bit of cheddar on the way there to take some more cap space. So good yeah, for Montreal, getting in on some action, getting a little bit of a little bit of side action. Good, good on them. So, yeah. I just really don't. I really just don't see the Petrie Petrie happening, anyways. To it Dallas, is crazy so. how undervalued the Norris Trophy winner is in the NHL right now, just because he's thirty three. Well, Pretty it's because it's because of his cap hit. It's out, it, even with the fact that he scored a hundred points in the NHL, he, he's not worth the eleven point five million dollar contract because of how bad he is defensively. Mm. That I, that's that's truly what it is. That's truly what it is. If he is he, worth he the was, contract. He just needs to be on the right team, in my opinion. And it's hard to make have, the right team when he takes that much space. Is what I think have the real a, issue is. Yeah. He, well, he's also got to have a super like stay-at-home defenseman, defensive defenseman, like a Esselandel type, or uh, maybe or like just a, a good goalie. Slayton. Which he went to Pittsburgh, so good luck, Yari. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I think he's gonna bounce back. Yara. It's a great last-ditch okay. effort, and it's a great first move for your for the GM who just moved in. Gives me very Tyler Sagan vibes. Good on Kyle Dubas. Nice try. Not going to work. <laughs> he had to make a big splash somehow. They'll make the playoffs did. again this year, maybe next year, but I, I don't think this is going anywhere. I think Crosby's about to vanish into the night. Well, here's one of the funny things that a lot of people talked about on social media was the fact with this uh, trade, even though they got the best player and he's 33, which is on the older side when it comes to hockey players, the Pittsburgh Penguins actually got younger. <laughs> Because <laughs> of all the, because of all the other people that left, yeah. I think uh, Petrie is like thirty. Did you say 35, 36? 35. Yeah, and Mikael Granlin is like thirty-five oh. or thirty-six. So like they, they actually got younger and they added somebody who's thirty-three years old. So, yeah, but I thought that it's was a little funny. bit of a hail mary. I like it. I'd like to see Eric Carlson actually play for a good team for the first time his entire career. That'll be fun. Hopefully no, he, he played for the Ottawa Senators when they were good. Into the playoffs. Well, they sucked in the playoffs, didn't they? No, they they went to the Eastern Conference Final. Ooh, yeah, seriously. Brooke is right. Like you, you were feeling like extra sassy tonight, aren't you? I am sassy tonight, boys. I am rolling in it. You must have eaten like sassafras or something like that in order to be extra. That was sassy. terrible. That was so bad. What's next? Do we have anything else? Or are we going into the who cares segment? We. I think that's it. Games. I think that's it. Without James night. here, there's no one else to keep us on track. Yeah, that's that is sad. My sass is also kind of like pushing things around a little bit. I think so. My, might be, might be a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, Just a, little a little bit. bit. Okay. So, uh, thank you, Brooke, for the suggestion for our Who Cares segment this evening. 
We are doing our top three foods from the State Fair of Texas. Yes. Top three foods from the State Fair of Texas. Chris, number three, go. Wow. Okay. I'm first. This is crazy. Um, So we're going to start it off with something that's a little unwieldy and probably not the best thing to eat when it's 106 degrees outside. But you know what? You got to do it anyway because it's there. And that is the turkey leg. Oh, that's a good one. The turkey leg is like, and it tastes, it tastes like ham, but it feels like chicken in your mouth. Crazy. I love it. I love ham. Ham is great. Um, it's really unwieldy. I don't know how you're supposed to eat it. Sometimes I just rip into it like a caveman. Sometimes you like rip it off with your hands. I don't know. I don't know. Figure that out. So turkey leg, number three. My num- all of mine are, are, are pretty. They're not normal ones, I guess you could say. My number three is a fried Oreo. Yes, I love good. the fried Oreos. Good. I, it was almost my number two, but I couldn't put it up above my number two. But if you've never had a fried Oreo before, you are seriously missing out. Like I'm not joking. Go and and they they fry everything at the State Fair of Texas, like everything. And I never would have thought in a million years that someone would take an Oreo cookie, literally put some I don't even know like bread around it or something, and just you know fry it. And I had no idea that it would taste this amazing. It's so good. And I, I think they're even taking it further now. I haven't been for the last couple of years. But they're like adding stuff onto the fried Oreo, like cinnamon and sugar and some mm. other stuff. So it's like it's like diabetes on a stick or something. So it's ridiculous. But that's not my number three. No, diabetes on a stick is coming later. Um, my number two <laughs> is the funnel cake. I love the funnel cakes. I like the normal funnel cakes, but the ones I specifically like that they have at the State Fair is the Texas-shaped ones. Those are great, and you can get them with little berries on top. You can get them with the strawberries and the whipped cream. That's some good stuff right there. I like the Texas-shaped funnel cakes even more than the normal ones, especially with the fruits on it. Love the fruits. Now, that's a tasty little delectable treat when it is a little bit hot outside. Some nice cool little berries on some nice fried little doughs. Yummy. Funnel cake, number two. Ryan. My number two is also a funnel cake. It was very close with the fried Oreo, but for everything that you said, I couldn't put it below the fried Oreo. It's and uh, have you ever had it with ice cream before? Mm, yes, it's good. That's that that's really a little really bit harder to eat than the berries and whipped cream. Yes, that's true. But yes. it's still good. Okay, but what's like what's your favorite type of berry to put on a funnel cake? Because for strawberry. me, strawberry. I love strawberries, but have you ever done blackberries before? Nope. They've they've had blackberries in the past before. And that's got like a obviously blackberries have like a weird kind of tang tart taste to it. So with the powdered sugar and the whipped cream and stuff like that, it's just like a perfect mix of sweet and tart. It's all mommy. Yes. Umami. <laughs> no, don't say yes like that's right. That is incorrect. All right. My number one. Here's diabetes on a stick. We might have the same number one and number two here. We're going with the classic corny dog. Of course. Corny That's my dog. Number one as well. That yeah. is your number one as well. That it has to be. There, yeah, you guys- I mean, I mean, is there really any other number one? No, it's perfect. No, it has to be. It, it is. You get those foot long corny dogs too. Man, you could take a lap and not finish that thing because it's just so massive. It's great. But it's a per it's literally on a stick, perfect 
for traveling, looking at like big text in flames that one time, or maybe turning <laughs> around and looking at the Ferris wheel. Perfect for that kind of stuff. It won't oh. fall off the stick. Nice and crispy. Nice and crispy. Uh, who doesn't like a good wiener? I love a good wiener, especially when it is encased in yummy Swedish bread topping things. And then you can put little dips on it as well. Who doesn't love little dips? Love that. Is it really Swedish? It is sweet. Have you, did you, you actually make that up? Not not Swedish. Sweet-ish. Oh, sweet-ish. Sweet-ish. I heard, heard Swedish. I was like, I said is it, Swedish. Is it, like a, is it like a type of bread? Like a Swedish no, I, bread? No, I said Swedish, but I, I meant sweet-ish. <laughs> I was really confused for a second, but no, but, I, I don't think a cornmeal batter is from Sweden. I've okay, had to guess. just I making know, sure. I, I, don't know I was concerned for they a got second. up there. Well. For me, I love corn dogs, and it's, it's it has to be number one. And part of it is yes, it's just amazing and it's delicious. And but the other part, it's just a little sentimental as well for me because like I think one of the first things I ever got at the State Fair of Texas was a corn dog. And th I mean, at the time, I think I was like six or seven. It, that's when they like gave out free tickets. Do they still do that? They give out free tickets like to that one. You're the day. one at the school. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all the way in West Texas. Oh, true. They, yeah. The, I think they still do gonna, that. People aren't going to drive six hours to go to the State Fair of Texas. I wouldn't. Sorry. No offense to the Big State Fair. But, like, I wonder if they do that still around the DFW area. They used to. I'm sure they do. But, it. I mean, it has to be that. And I just remember at the time, like, I thought it was amazing that there was a food item that was, like, half my size. Because at the time I was so tiny, but I mean, I, I think my re my record when I went the last time, gosh, I was there for like five or six hours, and I think I ate four, four of the the foot long, the foot long, yep. yes, yeah, that'll that that'll tear you up inside. That's pretty much like swallowing some forty grit sandpaper right there. You gotta be careful. Yeah, but it was it worth it? Yes. Did I yeah, pay for it? Absolutely. It, yeah. I I absolutely paid for it, and my stomach said, "I hate you." Yeah, that's <laughs> when you skip the week. magazine on the toilet. You just bring a whole novel. You just yeah, just exactly. to be prepared. Um, my corn have ha have gone with the wind just right there next to since, the toilet. Since we got a little more time, I'll give a corny dog story as well. Probably why me and Ryan both picked them too. We'd always get them from Sonic too, and that, and this was back when Sonic would do their little corny dog promotionals. Um, the one I they remember, still do. They, they still, still do, do but it's not, not as cheap. Good. Yeah, they were like fifty cents for a corn dog or twenty. Yeah, now I think something like that. I think it's like ninety nine cents now. But they would mean. always do them on Halloween night. I remember, so it became a tradition to go get a bunch of candy, already be sick from all the candy, and then down four Sonic corny dogs <laughs> right after eating all the candy. <laughs> and man, as as an eight year old, that that was the height of luxury right there. Candy and corny dogs. In a small town in, in Texas. Yeah, uh, one of, that's to, one of the two fast food restaurants we were at, too. Yeah, right. That was, yeah, at the time. Well, uh, I used to work for Sonic at both uh, the one in our hometown and one that's just directly next to our hometown. And uh, just take a guess. Just take a random guess. Uh, I worked one, hello, no, several Halloween nights. But guess what the record was for how many corn dogs we sold that day? Just take a guess. Four thousand. <laughs> okay, that's a little excessive. 
We 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 sold eleven hundred corn dogs in one day. Corny dogs. Yes. That did y'all yeah, run I, out? Yeah, we ran out. Yeah. Oh, y'all gotta get y'all gotta be prepared for that stuff, man. Dude, like normally you just wait until something's ordered to start cooking it, and like we could not keep up with the demand. Like nope. we were literally just putting like corny eight. dogs. <laughs> that's what fools. That no, that's literally what we were doing. We we're throwing it in like probably 10 to 20 all at once at the same time. And every fryer is corn dogs, except for one that we use for like fries and tots for some people. And when everybody's eating at least four corny dogs a person, nobody cares exactly how they're cooked. I mean, a little undercooked, a little over. Everyone's good. Everyone understands what they're there for. They're there to be full of corny dog, not with high quality corny dogs. So that, that's no problem. I don't see an issue with that. Well, the other thing with it though, too, is that, that like the corn dogs is one of the things that takes the longest to cook. It takes like four and a half minutes to cook, and so long. Well, it's almost like every- the hours a teacher has to work. Just so long. <laughs> Full circle. We did it, baby. Right. Close us out. <laughs> Teachers still don't get paid enough. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. That's just me. Okay. Anything else tonight, Chris? Nope. I'm good. I'm ready for hockey to start. We are in like the dead middle where I am just sad at this point. We're talking about corn dogs for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, where we're at. Just right upset that hockey is not happening, man. <laughs> I think we're down to less than 50 days. Oh, <laughs> I know that the, even that, that is not terrible. helpful, man. That is hey, not helpful. Hey, we were at like 80 or 90, like a month ago. Okay? When's the so- preseason games? Hey, the, the the preseason games are starting in uh Give me uh, Australia. some junior hockey. I don't know. There's ain't, there ain't much else going on right now. All right. I, I mean, the Rangers are probably going to go to the playoffs, so th- that might be something. Disappointing yeah. game tonight. I picked the wrong one to watch. Yeah, it seems like every time I watch, that's those are the games they lose. So I've just said I'm, I'm not going to watch for a while, and every single time – Every time I've not watched, it seems they win. And then every well, time I watched, they failed you lose. tonight because they were on an eight-game winning streak and they just blew it. Losers. Great. All right. Well, anyways, guys, thank you for listening to us in the dog days of summer as this uh, episode is entitled. We really appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon for being our sponsor. And as always, if you like anything you heard in this episode today, please consider leaving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. Click like and subscribe on YouTube, and uh, I'll steal uh, Steve Dingle's line. Tell all your friends about uh, this podcast. We really appreciate it. And along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. We will be back with you guys again very, very shortly. Have a good evening.